podcast. This is talking with your grandfather before he croaks, or grandpa, I should be more specific. Uh, episode, I'm throwing it out there, I always get it wrong, episode 33, I think. I hope it is. Let's get it right one time. Anyways, uh, you may have noticed within the first few seconds that there is no video. This episode is sponsored by NoVideo.com, where we don't have video this episode. Um, yeah, we just, he is here to visit. That's why it may sound a little different and it may sound a little more spacious and more, um, atmospheric, if that's a better term for everyone. But, uh, yeah, because he's here and visiting, it's too much to try and record video wise. Um, because last time we recorded on a video for like 45 minutes on an iPhone, it ended up being like 30 gigs, 30 gigabytes worth of space, let alone the audio. So we're going to do just audio this time and, uh, you'll see our beautiful faces next episode. Absolutely. Um, for this episode, we have a topic very, um, we've designated by you and it is about... Us seniors are the only age group with more poverty, and uh, I want to discuss it. And it's, it I was reading an article by Medora Lee uh, in the USA Today that she published on September 19th, 2022. Uh, I am very concerned about seniors since I am a senior, 78 years of age. But damn, I'm gorgeous. Uh, this, this, you know, the seniors today are a very large group. I think the average lifespan is 76 now, and people are living longer and longer and longer. And I'd like to open it up with the, the first paragraph of what Medora Lee said. I think it's very concise. A million more, a million more seniors age 65 years and older fell into poverty last year, boosting the percentage in poverty to 10.3% from 8.9% in 2020 and the highest level since, 20, since 2002, according to the latest Census Bureau. And this is that's in stark contrast to the 4.5% point drop in child poverty to a record low 5.2%. And even more telling, older adults are the only age segment that experienced an increase in total almost 6 million older adults live below the poverty level. And I know that my grandson and I are always talking about how difficult it is today for younger generations to acclimate themselves to the inflation, you know, that is occurring in our country today and getting jobs to pay for increased prices and homes and uh, many, many things. But let me just center off with uh, center on seniors. First of all, our money is worth crap. And I'm sorry to use that term, but it's worth crap. 
because you have could have saved your money, put it in a bank account, and it's been eaten away by inflation. Um, I've been fortunate. I've been retired for for eight for eighteen years, but in eighteen years, go through a lot of money, and uh, the money one does have is probably worth a lot. We're printing paper money, and printing and printing and printing. So that that causes a problem for everyone, but with seniors that are on a fixed pension and getting uh, supposedly in uh, 2023 an 8.7% increase in Social Security, which is not fixed, you know, which is not fixed in stone yet. Uh, it's not keeping up with um, the problems that are occurring with what's happening around us. I mean, you go to the store, everything's higher. Uh, you can't, um, costs if you own a home, you know, a lot of people say, well, seniors, and this was a point of contention between Peter and myself, that seniors like myself or others uh, who have homes, we at least have homes. But the cost of keeping these homes has risen, risen significantly and I'm fortunate I have one, but people who don't have homes, who are seniors, who are renting, still renting apartments, or seniors who do have homes, are finding that being on a fixed income is not allowing them to cut it. And that is a problem. And I don't see any major solution. Um, I'll let Peter talk about some, uh, uh, something contrasting this but then I want to talk about how a possible raise in the interest rates by the Fed will affect everybody. So b before we get into that, there's a few things I want to say on this. One being, it's very interesting how when major crises go on, you tend to notice the both ends tend to get spoiled. So you got the the sort of youth who are just trying to get apartments and just starting out in jobs. They're the ones who got majorly screwed during the pandemic. And they're the ones who are who were struggling because they're the ones the first to let go. Simultaneously, we now have retired and elderly who are struggling to maintain their homes. Um, so it's I find it not poignant, but I find there to be some, there's something there that needs to be discussed by someone, whether it's some professional, some, but someone needs to recognize that it happens on both ends first before it sort of squishes down into the middle. Um, and it's also important to recognize that because I think there's a lot of elderly people that like to look down on the youth and go, but then you're, you're not whatever, but now it's happening to them. And they're like, oh, but my social security. Now, mind you, it's not exactly the same, but the effects occur in similar manners. The effects of what has happened during the pandemic and because of our, our society and how stocks are going up 500 points and down 1,000 within a day. Um, and because certain things occur and have been occurring since this pandemic um, and things have started to break down. 
the first people to go are the youth, the one youth, I should say, the younger generation, which is the ones who are entry level jobs, and the older generation, the ones who are not working, the ones who are living off of Social Security. Um, oh, damn, I had another point and I went too long on this one. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about uh, elderly and Social Security and. Um, I'm the one who's supposed to have memory lapses. <laughs> I remember. It's weird that you said that. I remember. Um, so, no, wait. Hold on. Uh, talking about memory lapses, we're talking about... Fuck! Um, oh, yes. I find it very interesting as well. And I don't know if this is by design or if this is just because they haven't figured it out. But the idea that you know, at a certain age, there's only so much one can do, right? You can't send them back to work um, to be a part of FedEx if you're in your 80s because they can't lift boxes. So, you know, there's only so much they can do and there can only be so many Walmart workers or so many greeters or so many whatever at a certain age. So how do you create a system where you have a certain age group that benefits from society without contributing to it because at a certain age retirees and elderly do not contribute to society they only consume it their their money is is flowing of course but they're not working they're just sort of taking and through social security and then through spending how do you create a system where they can still live and benefit without showing that everyone can live that way without creating a possible a possible system that destroys itself, right? Like, and I think that's where we're sort of struggling right now is what are we going to do with the retirees and people 65 and up who are entering poverty level? These are people who worked for 50 years, for 40 years, and are now in poverty after they devoted their lives to their company and worked so that they could get a pension so that they could live and now that pension's no longer viable, um, how do you create a system that supports these people without everyone else going, hey, wait a minute, if you can do that for them, why can't you do that for me? And then everyone starts wanting to do that. So how, like, I think that's a very, um, I think that's a very important conversation to have in terms of focusing on this topic and, and people 65 and up entering poverty. Overall, though, it is obviously a bad thing, um, but it's more. I think it's also more than just owning a home. Additionally, I wanted to add to that. I think it's more than owning a home because it's your electric, it's your internet, it's your water, it's the groceries, like you said. It's more than just the home, right? And I, in my opinion, I think the home is one of the cheapest parts. I think it's everything around it because especially in 2022, you get subscriptioned to death. Everything's a subscription and every subscription is inflated tenfold. You know, your phone bill is 10 times what it was 30 years ago. Your electric bills, your water bill, your grocery bill. That's not really, I, I guess you can call that a subscription. You're, you're subscribing to feeding yourself every day, but I think those are more expensive than a house because at the very least, if I buy a house, 
even then, mind you, right? You take out a mortgage, you're on a subscription fee of a monthly or yearly payment to pay off the house. But let's say you've got the house paid off because you're retired and you've had this house for 30 years. That's it. The house is paid for. The yep. house itself is paid for. The amenities and the app and the utilities are your subscription. Yeah, but the upkeep of the house, they once you have a house, they say you have to uh, figure about 15% of the value of the house for the upkeep of the house. You know, you may need to fix your roof. You have to uh, do the lawn. You have to cut the trees. You have to pay the insurance. It's all up. Well, but again, I think... I think it also depends on where you live because you can live in, like, example, a gated community where you own the house, you just live under an HOA, and you still pay dues to them. You technically own the house and you can sell it, but no, I... you pay a subscription to the HOAs and they'll mow your lawn, they'll water your grass, and they'll well, you think take they your don't trash ra- out. You think they don't raise the rates for doing it when you go in there? No, they they do raise the rates, but what I'm saying, though, is it's like... The part I'm, I was getting at is I was arguing the house, the physical house it, itself is the cheapest part because everything else around it, utilities, HOA fees, cleaning, all of that is what comes into it. The house itself is fine. Yeah, well, no, I don't agree because a house is like a, a car or a house is like a person. Uh, it's, it starts to break down. You got to fix it up. Um I can see a major expense for me and my beautiful house coming up um, after a certain amount of years, like in a car, uh, you know, you have to uh, change um, paint, you have to, you have problems with the plumbing, but I don't want to get into that. I'm just concerned uh, with this article that, you know, says that there's no hope in the future like you just said and now um, elderly people uh, I'll, I'll give you an example an elderly person can be on a fixed a fixed pension if they have a pension or a variable pension I was going yahoo 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 I was on a variable pension and over the last 18 years I've been retired the uh, pension would go up but go down go up and go down. And I knew it. People who are at fixed pensions, you know, may get a certain percentage, like 8% a year annually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mine far exceeded that, uh, the average, you know, rate of what I was getting. And you got to live with the ups and the downs. Right. But the, the unfortunate thing is, uh, I, I'll give you a prime example. Um, I remember 30 years ago, uh, my dad had bonds that was getting 16% interest, savings accounts were getting 8 9% interest. For, for years now, we've had, as they say in Jewish, bupkis, <laughs> no interest whatsoever, you know, 1%, half a percent. So people were actually able to live off their... Uh, Elderly people were actually able to live off their interest and not touch their principal. Today, they've been pulling away, from, pulling out their principal, and uh, you, it's very difficult to plan for if you retire. Um, most people wanted to retire early, and they did, and then all of a sudden you find yourself to be 
uh, let's say a super senior and there's no money to pull or you can't keep pulling right so that is the contrast to what's happening to the young people today well and it's also that was the other thing i was going to say that was the other, that was the one of the two things i did forget was you know it's been discussed and it it keeps people keep talking about that social security is going away that it's not going to be there for my generation let alone right. well for it, my generation well your I, generation I'll, I'll be dead yeah. <laughs> your generation I'll be croaked is, yeah <laughs> we're alive at the grave <laughs> um no but like your generation is seeing the end of it like you guys are probably going to f- clean it out that's that's my guess is you guys are going to clean it out in the next 10 years that's and after that my mom's generation my generation the alex's generation like all of them none of them are going to have the money so it's going to be increased poverty it's increased poverty but it'll be uh i'm curious to see if something comes in place of it if it just furthers the the gap between up and down like upper and lower Mm -hmm. And there just it widens the gap of, shall we say, the middle class mm-hmm. um, and grays that line even more. Yeah, because, you know, they have Social Security. It's going up. But so is Medicare costs, where, right. where they take money, Medicare money out of your, uh, you know, your pension or right. what you're earning. Well, and what'll be, what I'll find quite funny is if Social Security goes away, but our taxes don't reflect social security going away mm-hmm. we get the same if not higher taxes yeah but no social security great so where is the money coming from yeah. because i'd love to why why would i want to pay taxes if it's not going to come back to me later that's correct that's why you know i always joke with you you're my little social socialist you're my six foot seven little co- socialist thank you but uh there is a very point that you do make about uh, what is not just your present, but what is your future. And, you know, it's always great to have a plan that's not just a five-year plan, but a plan that's a 20-year plan. And uh, it's very difficult today. Um, Just to give an example. Slowly move your money to another country, and then when the country's about a year out of imploding, move. (laughs) Uh, Well. And if you're, you know, you'll, no matter what country you go to, you'll have to handle racism and inequality and various forms of um, other issues and get used to the tax brackets and the language and whatever. But it'll probably be okay. Probably be a little better, depending on the country. Yeah, and and the problem that we're going to have is we are a sp- we always have been a spend first society, and uh, a lot of people have credit card debt, and a lot of people put their money in the savings accounts, so credit cards are going to zoom up with their already they have disastrous interest rates in the twenty percentiles. I know, and they're very predatorial, too, against college kids. Yeah. They offer a lot of, like, loans and things for college if you get our credit card. Meanwhile, they have, like, a 
20%, whatever. Well, they give or, you the low introductory and then bam. Right. But like, that's what I'm saying is like, they'll, they'll hit you with something like that's considered average amongst the credit cards. And then the moment you get the card, they're like, oh no, no, that's your interest on the loans. The mm-hmm. card itself, mm-hmm. if you use the card at all, has like astronomical numbers on it. Yeah. Uh, I knew a couple people who got screwed into that and they you can't let go of the card because it drops your, your score. Mm-hmm. So you're screwed. You either have to, you just got to keep it and throw it in the back of your uh, your drawer yeah. and just not touch it. Yeah. In the old days, they used to say, uh, if you have stocks, if you have bonds, if you have savings, only try to live off your interest and don't touch your principal. Right which had, has become impossible for years to many, many years. So right now we have people with extended credit card debt and the interest rates, the Fed's probably going to raise interest rates again. The banks, that's the interest rates for the bank. The banks will probably increase on those and increase on their credit, credit uh, that they, uh, their costs of credit. And people who have selected to take a variable mortgage rather than a fixed mortgage, they're going to get bombed with uh, increased costs on their mortgage because they uh, never anticipated it. And uh, then we have, you know, people who have planned to uh, be able to get reasonable health insurance at all ages, and they can't. And this goes back to your what I always joke around with and I agree with that we should have socialized um, health care yeah um, because we cannot and will not in the near future be able to exist because um, like right now that we don't know how high health care is going to go it's I mean it's ridiculous now yeah and now they're talking about, oh, okay, we'll do away with some student debt. And, oh, wow, wow, wow. They're going to, thinking about taxing. Taxing the student debt. That they're not eliminated. thinking about it. In, in a good portion of yeah. the states, certain states in the U.S., if you apply for that um, $10,000 relief, which is nothing. It means absolutely nothing um, in the scope of debt. Like, most college kids... Unless you're at what that does, that ten thousand, that helps people who are at community college. Everyone who went to an actual four year university is screwed. That means nothing. They'll get they'll have to pay that ten thousand back in interest in the next ten years anyway. So it it's zero. It's net worth zero for ninety percent of the people who went to college. With that being said, the people who do decide to take it in some states have to apply it as a as if they income added income on their taxes so they have to get taxed on it yeah so it's not ten thousand it's like four or five Mm -hmm. if when you look at it over your taxes overall jesus christ and imagine imagine you are someone who fits just below a tax bracket and this this 10000 would help get rid of the last bit of your education or would really make a dent in what you, you went to school for. And you make just under a bracket, and now you have to apply this to added income, and you have to pay a whole new level of taxes 
And you were avoiding that new tax bracket because you knew if once you got to that level, it was going to be unaffordable. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and mind you, a whole separate conversation of if they can just remove 10000 from everyone, why can't you remove the whole thing? Yeah, okay. If you can forgive corporations for millions, millions and mil hundreds of millions of dollars in PPE loans, why can't the student loans be forgiven? What, you know, we can forgive so many things, but we can't forgive student loans. You Interesting. Know, our our uh, economic system is really in trouble. Um, and again, going back to the seniors, I'll give you just a, a small example. I have the greatest uh, people to do my lawns and and shrubbery and all that. I get a $100 a month raise on it because of fuel, fuel going up. Their costs are going up, and they pass it on to us. And uh, I could say, okay, if I, I guess if I was 30 or younger, I would get a, get a uh, lawnmower and do it myself, but I can't cut the bushes and I can't do other things, so I'm stuck. And I'm sure that a lot of people are experiencing it. And I'm watching in my neighborhood in not in my neighborhood, excuse me, I'm fortunate I'm in an upper-class neighborhood, but I'm watching uh, in the news that people not too far away from me that are in Florida uh, who, who are paying, uh, who are paying, let's say, $1,500 a month for rent are becoming homeless because all of a sudden the landlord's saying, look, I can't afford to keep you here. Which is bullcrap. I don't. Yeah, yeah I can't. And, and, I can't. <laughs> and they're becoming homeless. And as soon as the, the other people leave, they're raising it to four thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know. So. I, I can't. We can't get into landlord talk because yeah. I don't. I cannot stand the conversation of landlords. They don't work. Yeah. They don't work, and they sit there and complain that they can't afford it. Meanwhile, they have two hundred properties. They've yeah. got one hundred and fifty properties, and they're raking in tens of thousands of dollars per month. Yeah. Per month. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't afford it. It's like, no, you're just greedy as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, the contrast is a lot of seniors are on fixed costs, and uh, we have a variable economic system that we, we cannot deal with when I say we seniors. And then your group can't even enter the ec economic system unless you're a doctor or a lawyer. Um, well, not only that. Even the ones who, not even the one, not even that we can't enter. Even the ones who were in it, have to move home. They have to go home because their rents in New York got doubled. Their average rent in New York is four thousand dollars. Yeah, for a little. For nothing. a one bed, for a one bedroom apartment, it is four thousand dollars. Obviously, it depends on where you go. If you go into the, the bowels of bed of uh, not Bedsty of um, Harlem. Yeah, you'll probably find something decent, but at what cost, right? You know, so it's that's why the average rent is four thousand. Obviously, there's some higher, there's some much lower. But if you are trying to be an average apartment renter, I mean, I was going to say owner, but they're renters, four thousand dollars, and you need three times the income, and it has to be one person, one person. It's not. So if you were going to get a two-bedroom with a significant other or a friend or a sibling, one of the people in th who is renting that has to have triple 
that income. Mm-hmm. And you know what bothers me also? A lot of, a lot of the seniors can afford to uh, feed themselves and the uh, associations, religious or private associations, the food banks, are not getting the food that they got before to supplement uh, the seniors because of the transportation difficulties. You know, food isn't being delivered. And people aren't donating as much food because they need it themselves. Right. You know. Because they're actually using it and there's... Yeah. Or they're because they're holding off on donating it because they think they might need it. It goes bad and it's not donatable anymore. Yeah. So, so. we got to we got to rethink society. Um, In my opinion, I don't think I don't think it's going to be as easy as like oh we just got to work on it for the next ten years. I it truly I think what it needs is I'm I'm not asking for this. I'm it's an educated guess. So I'm not asking for this to happen, but I'm guessing that it's there's going to be need, there's going to need to be some major thing, not COVID, like a revolution, a war within the nation, some that's the same thing, war within the nation, a revolution, same same fucking thing, but a war in general um, with maybe another country. I hope not because the U.S. tends to incite wars just to make profit, um, but. A revolution would be more on par with where the country is headed. Uh, but I think it's going to take something like that to really cause any form of possible change because there's just so, there's too many things going on in too many directions that are just not working. Yeah. Uh, Social security ending, healthcare rising, housing market rising, um, companies just fucking with everyone. It was like that article I showed you earlier today. I don't remember what it was. Um, I don't remember the name of the article, but it was uh, the second largest railroad company has something Pacific, along... Pacific? Something Pacific, yeah. Um, they had a profit of like $6.9 billion. And if they had split that money in half... Mind you, profit, not like what they made. $6.9 billion in profit, green. Everything's been paid for. This is what they're left with for pocket spending money. If they split that in half and gave 3.45 to the company for spending money for the CEOs and whoever the hell else and split the other 3.45 billion amongst their 30,000 workers, every single worker would have gotten a $106,000 pay raise that year. That year. I cannot tell you that alone. And then, obviously, I proceeded to tell you the third and fourth companies also had whatever, $5 billion and $4 billion. And if they split it among their 20000 it would have been a $94,000 um, pay raise for each person. So problems like that are also on the rise. You have so many companies where the top 10 guys who own at the very top are pocketing or placing billions of dollars or they're going into stocks, like you said, to help the dividends. And it's like... You need to pay the workers. There's a reason why FedEx is on the verge of going on strike. Because 90000 regardless of the fact that they're making 90 thousand dollars a year, it's not enough. Because expenses are through the roof. 
and they're not being treated properly. Amazon is having issues with literally not letting people go to the bathroom, let alone have a lunch break. Well, that's another reason why seniors aren't hired, because... Uh, They'll piss on the floor, and then the, the machines can't run, run their system. That's correct. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you go to a, a Publix or a uh, very clean uh, supermarket, and all you'll see there is a, a sprinkling of se- uh, seniors. They might be at the... Uh, no, you see, you see mainly seniors. That's no, no, the thing. no, not by mine. You'll see a sprinkling of seniors... Oh, a few, um, uh, because they did away now the self service, you know, and uh, the remainder are young kids who were looking for a career in Publix, which gave good stock of op- options and uh, health care and things like that and security, you know, that's what they wanted, but uh, you know, seniors who have to go back to work when, like you had said before. At uh, 75 years of age, if you work too much, you make too much money, they cut your Social Security. Yeah. So uh, we got a catch-22, and it's not going to be solved, but a plan has to be put in place to solve it. What? Uh, Bullcrap. I don't, I don't want to plan. I'm tired of plans. I'm tired of politicians planning on doing crap and doing seven other things besides what they planned. So how are they going to solve it? Uh, like I said... It's an educated guess. I I expect for there to be any significant and beneficial change, it's everything's got to be burned down and brought back up. Again, I'm not inciting this and I'm not asking for this. It's a guess in terms of how everything is set up, the people who are in power, the way things are going. It feels like the only significant way is to go in that direction. Because truly, truly, after... Trump and Biden, do you really think any politician after these two are going to actively do anything? No. No, what we're going to have is... We're going to get more politicians who promise and plan and kneel and put that fist in the air and go, we can do it, and they won't do a damn thing. They'll continue to feed fossil fuels, they'll continue to feed the lobbies, they'll continue to line their pockets... Left and right, Pelosi, Trump, whoever, they will continue to do all the things that will save their ass first. Because that's what this country is. It's a me first. Yeah. And so... A me first and spend first. And then, right. But but and, me first requires you to spend yeah, first. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. but that's, that's what this country is founded upon is individualism to a fault. Mm-hmm. No sense of community, you know, especially elderly and youth. Yeah. Elderly, the, you get once you get too old, you're more profitable to be dying, not dead, but dying because well, you'll pay for extensive health care, a bunch of health trips. You'll pay for special services like you'll have someone food shop for you. You'll have someone yeah. bring cook your meals during, for during you. During the pandemic, that's right. what I had to do, and that was ridiculous. It was costing me a hundred dollars a week more. Right, but uh, you know. You are are fortunate enough to be able to get... Uh, for you, it's different because you were avoiding it because of immunity reasons. Yeah, right. But you can physically go do it now. Oh, yeah. There are people who are wheelchair-bound. There are yeah. people who are blind, who are yeah. m- missing limbs and various other ailments, and they can't do these things. And our society 
relies on these disabilities for profit because mm-hmm. profit over people. That's yeah. what our society is founded upon. I always think we were talking about the other day. Uh, so I'm going to give you a spoiler, people. If you're going to watch the movie Soylent Green. Oh, God, okay. With Charlton Heston and Soylent Green. Old movie, by the way. Very old movie. Good movie, too. Uh, but if you want to see it, uh, just remember the name and, and don't listen to the next two minutes of the podcast. Uh, if you, if even if you're even listening to the podcast. <laughs> but Soylent Green has to do with the fact that the government is running our company, our country. Old people are causing problems in the country because they're, like Peter said, they're not contributing anything. So when they die off, they get taken, taken away. And more and more old people are missing and they don't have work, they're not contributing. Uh, people who are sick are not contributing, taken away. Nobody knows where the hell they're going. And the food supply is very, very low. You have a few wealthy people, naturally, you know, uh, living in uh, beautiful homes. And uh, they have concubines with them who take care of them. And uh, when an old person was really rich, they'd have a concubine. If those of you don't know what it is, you know, it's a... A, cla- a classy paid whore who lives lives with you and takes care of you. Even though they were elderly, they had a lot of bread, a lot of money. Then, But the, the middle class didn't. So all of a sudden, to end the conversation that I'm talking about now, everybody's wondering, where the hell are these old people going? They're being taken away. Where are they going? How are they solving this food crisis? And it seems that people would go for their food a certain time every week and they'd be, be given biscuits and the biscuits called Soylent Green and the biscuits okay everybody shut it off for a second the biscuits came from a factory that was made up of dead people who they were grinding up their body and processing their bodies into biscuits so it's uh, Sweeney Todd yeah it's Sweeney Todd but pol- political yeah so, you know, uh, we, could have, we could have a situation where many of the sci-fi writers always write, after uh, age 40, we're going to get rid of everybody. Well, yeah. Or age, fi- or age 50. Well, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like communism. The bread line. Everyone's getting in line for free bread. Hey. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I, I worked in Bed-Stuy for many years, and I remember the cheese line. So, uh, I know, I'm only teasing. I, well, it, it's true. So, uh, but yeah, no, I get, I get that. That's, and so mind you, it's always funny when you, when people bring up like dystopian ideas like that, and then you really think about it and you realize, yeah, America's not far off from things like that because there's so much crap that mm -hmm. people don't know about that, that are hidden from them or not talked about. And I'm not talking about the bullshit conspiracies like Joe Rogan. I'm talking about actual shit that people are just not taught. And they're specifically not taught because the upper level of society is hoping that you'll just blindly make the mistakes that'll cost you those 10000 20000 And then they make a profit mm-hmm. off of the $20 million that make a $10,000 mistake every year, yeah. you know? So, what do you, Wouldn't it be funny, I mean, we could make a movie where we have a revolution. That's not funny. And 
we have all the elderly people picking cotton? No. No. That wouldn't be funny at all. No. Uh, no, it wouldn't be. Being in the fields picking cotton. No. Nope. We, we would have reverse discrimination. You know? No. Not at all. But um, anyway, uh, I, want, I want the younger people, as you say, to have a better way of life. Uh, I can complain, or people can complain. And, you know, there was an old saying, old people can complain, but nobody listens. So, Surprise, surprise, that's similar to the youth. Yeah. So we're going to have a problem, and it could be, as like we said in, the future, in our, our early uh, podcast, could be a revolution. Wouldn't be surprised. Well, what will be very interesting, um, because I saw a perspective on this, uh, someone posted, a, someone said this on TikTok, and I thought it was a very interesting and sort of a bit mind-blowing, is if we ever do have a revolution, because we're already seeing it with Ukraine, is, for example, I get videos on TikTok of soldiers in combat in Ukraine. I watched a guy in a trench, in a pit, in the dirt, a missile landed about 20 feet from him. Dust, a flare went out and everything. I mean, like, he was maybe 20 to 30 feet from death. And I watched this on TikTok for whatever reason. The algorithm goes, yeah, this is totally within guidelines. It'll be very interesting if and when we do have a revolution because we will be able to document in a form that will never that has never been documented before in a first hand experience documentation prior to this it's been journals it's been pictures and it's been videos from afar but there's going to be people who are going to be running into battle on a fucking jeep with their gopros attached to them and they're going to be recording as they go into battle and some of those videos are going to be archived and people are going to be studying from those that when you think about it like that so, like intellectually that is mind-blowing you know in world war ii that crazy bastard hitler uh he knew that the country was in discontent there was joblessness uh people didn't have enough food so he had to pick this is what happens all the time in any country. They pick on a group to blame it on. Right. And they picked on the Jews and they killed 8 million Jews. Um, in our society, if this gets really, really bad, all they need is some crazy bastard to get a following. Uh, we already have the crazy bastard, but... Uh, we got a few of them out there. Yeah, but uh, all you need is that crazy bastard to get the following and start blaming all the the problems of our country on a group or a few groups and that's where we have the unrest becoming uh, a physical uh, problem possibly with uh, well we I mean we already have uh, that group that group is already present they yeah. are they are on in all honesty that group is already present yeah. that that far 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 right group yeah. is simply just waiting they're they know they're just they're charged they're charged and ready and they're vibrating they are waiting for that opportunity and it's obvious it's very very obvious we see it all over social media marches and 
I can't even get into it. It's going to make me so mad. Um, marches and um, events and churches and various places and organizations that are not only being caught, but coming out proudly that they associate with mm-hmm. these um, organizations. It is not not conducive to a good um, direction in society. I vote we get a crazy bastard who does the positive end. He comes out and he's like Bernie, but he's way better and way younger. And um, Bernie in the sense of like, Bernie seems like a genuine person who wants to actually fight for people. I'm not educated enough to make a full argument on his behalf. Um, But from what I have researched on him from prior elections, um, during, before, and after, get a crazy bastard that's like Bernie times 10 uh, and maybe 50 years younger and uh, let's have like a positive version. Like, let's get one of those guys. They come out and they fight for good stuff. Not going to happen, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice. It'd be real nice. But that's yeah. that's an empty hope because we all know conflict is what drives attention. And especially in this country with individualism, conflict is what grabs attention. Um, so... You want to be the next big guy like that? Just draw a conflict. That's all. Yeah, we will see. 2024 is coming up. 2023, you'll see who pops up. We're not, we already know a few candidates who are, you know, putting themselves out there. Um, and uh, I don't see anything that's positive from anybody right now. Um, so we will see. My vote's going to Jack Black. Jack Black, I agree. Yeah, that, that's who. That's where my vote's going to. But we got to make people laugh because right now I would say, the best profession to go into is psychology and psychology because people are going to be going nuts. And psychology and psychology. Psychiatry and oh, psychology. Okay. I, my tongue yeah. got stuck on my bridge. <laughs> uh, because people are going to be going nuts soon, and. Again, well, uh, I think I think the three top would be psychology, psychiatry, and just doctors, because <laughs> after the crazy bastards snap, they're going to need a doctor to patch themselves up. I heard somebody say the other day, "Oh, the Fed's raising rates to combat inflation. Everybody's going to get more money from the banks and interest." Yeah. Yeah, they'll give more money. Not very, very, very much. You know. No, uh, what'll happen is they they should be getting whatever, like a 15%, right? But they're going to get 2%, and that extra 14% is going to go in the pockets of the bank holders. Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's how that works. So with that in mind, uh, you have anything else you want to talk about? No, that's about it. There's not really much else to go off of unless we just dive into a rabbit hole of possible conspiracies and um, why America's rolling downhill in reference to, I think it's like episode 12. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're all delving in, and I'm, I don't want to talk about it, but we're all delving in to the Queen passing away. Rip. You know, and then we're all delving into what the Kardashians do. Rip we, colonizer. Yeah. Fuck the Kardashians. Yeah, we, we, who's dating who in Hollywood? You know, people are, are losing their self in uh, those topics. 
just to get relief from the important topics. And uh, uh, we got. I want to see what happens in the next year and a half. I just don't want to see. Uh, in Jewish, we have an expression, alta kaka. That means an old shit. Okay. I don't want to see any alta kaka's elected president of the United States again. Um, we'll see. Um, it depends. Yeah. Where there's going to be. Uh, I think next election is going to be very interesting because people wanted to try something new with Trump. They failed horribly, so they said, all right, let's go back to someone safe, and they chose Biden, and Biden is dog crap. Um, and so now they're going to go, great, <laughs> Trump was garbage, Biden was garbage, who's next? Yeah, but you Green know, I, I, party? I, walked, I walked down my, my street... And there are pictures. Well, hold on though. We're talk- You're talking about Florida. We we don't count Florida because they're they are the most. They're a swing state. Dense. Yeah, but they're the. It's the most dense state, right next to Texas. Oh my God, it, I don't want to hear a of damn Trump thing in the car window. I know. I know. That's my point. It's 2022, and there's still people masturbating to pictures of Trump yeah. on their front lawn. I like, mean, get over it. Yeah. He's not in the WWE anymore. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so with with that in mind, I would like some comments from outside how we can help the youth and the fading old people I th- from yeah. whining, sleeping in the streets because the way things are going, we should get collapse- big, giant, collapsible cartons that you can put together People are going to be sleeping in these cartons like they did in New York City. Uh, no, they're not even going to be sleeping in cartons. They're going to be sleeping in a ten, hole. They're, they're going to be thrown in a hole and slept, sleeping in holes. Because we already saw in New York City that when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden, literal small, tiny homes were built for restaurants to have street seating. Outdoor, made of wood and everything. Heating, lighting, everything. Doors, locks. Uh-huh. But yet, for decades, New York didn't have enough money or funding to build those exact things for homeless people. So, yeah. the homeless people will always and consistently be, in America, a nuisance and a detriment. But they can never be removed because they are a token to be used to cause fear and propaganda for people living in New York. Because you're told throughout every organization... You don't want to end up like them, neglected, poor, dirty, yeah. work for us. And like uh, people in New York, uh, there's a, a, a brain drain of people leaving New York. Yeah. Even though I know you want to be in New York. Well, I I want to be in New York because that's just where my job market lies. Because of the state taxes. Yeah. You have to pay state and federal taxes. State right. taxes are a very a loom right over you. I mean, if you're making a good living... So people are leaving into places like Florida where you don't pay a state tax. So. Yeah, but at what cost? It's like moving back in with your with your parents. No rent, no state tax, but your mental health is gone. <laughs> Great, no state tax. But you have to walk outside every day and watch one guy with a, a Confederate flag hat and a pickup truck masturbate to a picture of Trump before he has his breakfast. No, thanks. No, that's a little extreme. No, it's not. It is, but we get it. It's yeah. a joke. But I at know, the same time, the level, I mean, from when I come to see you, 
I'm, I shit you not, every time I come see you in the past few years, I don't, we don't, from the airport to home, I see at least two vehicles that are tricked out from wheels yeah. to roof yeah. of Trump shit. It's like. That is true. So, it, it, that is true. I don't like, I don't want to hear it. I'll Put me in Maine. Let's go somewhere quiet. Like, uh, let's go. We'll I'll, see how quiet Maine's going to be. Soon. I'll go to Maine. I'll read my Stephen King books and I'll visit all the places and pretend I'm. Living yeah, my keep, fantasy of Stephen King. Yeah, and you'll be walking around with a knife going... Exactly. Well, but hey, okay. it's, it's kind of nice. Or, you know, fuck it. Go to Vermont. Build a log cabin. You'll be 80 miles from any form of civilization. There's no cell service. But you're also about... Depending on where you are in Vermont, you're probably like 20 minutes from Canada. So if you really got a escape... Canada will be doing the same thing like... We do with the immigrants that are coming. We don't want Americans, right? But you got to. We don't want Americans. You just gotta. You just gotta you know. play the part. You play yeah. the part. Get in, and then from Canada. So you don't. The goal is not to get to Canada. The goal is to use Canada to fly to another country. Oh, so okay. you escape to Canada. Take a nice picture at Niagara Falls on the Canada side, because the U.S. side is garbage. It's the Canada side that's way better. Then you get on a flight from Canada. And go somewhere around the world. Not North Korea, or, but like, or Russia, but somewhere else in the world that suits your fancy. And then you start your new life. That's where you escape to. But we're going to Canada for the transitory period because we know the U.S. will shut down the airlines. Canada won't. See? You got to think ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. So this is, this is no joke, even though we can throw a little humor into the conversation. But... Uh, just remember this, you see somebody that's suffering and they need some help and you can afford to help them, help them because that's what life is about, passing things forward. Um, if you are going out and you're lucky enough to buy a few steaks and roasts and you know a family that is having food trouble help them out you know so uh that's what a good american and a good right, person should be a good person i mean that's american well you see i still i still don't want to lose that we were the greatest country in the world because i remember uh, all the people that died in wars to give us freedom I don't want to. I don't want to get into that because no, no. But I'm just saying. I like to think a lot of those wars were fabricated specifically for profit, and that those people, oh, no, 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 those no. people, I not all of the wars, but I'm saying there are certain wars and major um, events that we butted. I'm, I'm in talking on. about World War II so, and things like that where we were. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what get, I'm saying specifically, and that's why yeah, I didn't want to get into it yeah. because certain but, wars, obviously, World War II, obviously, yeah, but yeah. other wars, there's plenty of them that we've had. That I would like to not get into because I think yeah. we like to utilize. Oh, absolutely. We like to utilize bodies as a form of oh. a deterrent for oh, profit. Yeah. Oh yeah, equate and all that stuff, you know. So, uh, uh, so anyway. But anyways, good people. Be yeah. Good people. <laughs> so, I I just hope that we can, if we can't solve the problem, for our younger people and our older people. Um, and our middle-aged people, because they are also having problems, that we should try to help one another, if we can, 
and that we shouldn't have scam artists trying to scam the older people because that's going on terribly. You might, I know in Florida, uh, and I'm sure it's going over uh, all over the country. They're scamming people out of their whatever money they have. So uh, with that said, if you have nothing else to say... And nothing else to say. If anyone has any comments, concerns, or complaints, bring it up with me or my grandpa. If you know him, talk to him. If you know me, talk to me. Um, if you have any con things that you want us to talk about in the next episode or in the coming episodes, please let us know. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe, send it to the people you love and hate. Let's spread information and get people talking because that's truly the only way we're going to connect. Yep. Okay, so be healthy. Be healthy and have a good day, evening, or night. Okay, Till bye. Till the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.